Welcome to the second episode of BJT, where we'll be discussing Tesla's new Cybertruck, along with its launch and recent media coverage. Again, you're listening to Sonal Fiaghi and Parker Miller. Thanks once again for tuning in, and let's just dive right into it. A few weeks ago, Tesla held its uh, long-awaited event of their electric truck that people were looking forward to to try to compete against the uh, existing market of Ford's F-150 and uh, I think Ram's 1500 vehicles. Um, It sparked a bit of controversy due to uh, the very unique design. And if you haven't heard about the Cybertruck that Tesla has announced, uh, please search for it online and uh, take a look to get your own opinions before we start discussing ours. Mm -hmm. But um, not only was the design controversial, um, some of the specs were very unexpected and surprised lots of people. Um, Tesla's going to release this vehicle in 2020 to 2021 in three different versions, uh, a single motor, dual motor, tri-motor version, as they typically do with like their recent launch of the more performance versions of both their uh, Model 3 and Model X. But um, some of the big numbers are their highest end model can do a 0 to 60 time in under 2.9 seconds, pull over 7 tons of weight, and will likely have a range of over 500 miles, which is unlike any of their vehicles they have had uh, launched before. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about their launch event, um, which it was very Apple-like in a typical Tesla fashion. Elon really likes, you know, making a big deal out of what he's uh, producing and um, kind of getting, he's getting good at um, getting more media coverage for his products um, and also getting a lot better at presenting, I'd say. Um, so he, as he mentioned in his launch event, um, the features involved with the Cybertruck involve um, extremely strong body panels and almost near bulletproof glass. Um, So while the more controlled tests seem to be going well um, behind, I guess, the curtain, uh, once Elon invited one of his engineers onto the stage um, during their launch event, um, he asked him to throw like a metal baseball at the window. And once he did, it unexpectedly cracked. Um, It almost looked like it cracked a little worse than the regular car window did. And he tried it again on a separate window, um, and it cracked once again. So Elon looked a little bit flustered. Um, I think he sputtered a few curse words. And (laughs) this obviously sparked a lot of discussion and um, people poking fun at Tesla, both in articles and on Twitter. Um, And something that I found interesting and funny was um, when the window cracked, like not once, but twice, Elon Musk just kept saying, well, it it didn't go through, you know, it just kind of shattered a little bit on the outside. Um, So yeah, that's what's been going on recently with the Cybertruck. Yeah. And while it would originally, like from, if you were watching this launch, you'd be a little scared and not necessarily wanting to buy this truck that just didn't meet up to uh, live up to expectations that, Elon had uh, just spoke about, mm-hmm. but um, it got them plenty of press coverage, and it's probably going to help them sell things as uh, 
all their competitors are making fun of them on Twitter, but it seems like people aren't caring so much. Even uh, <laughs> Lego made a joke about the design of the car. And uh, <laughs> most recently, during Thanksgiving, there was a, uh, a Twitter post of a um, bit of mashed potatoes that somebody carved into the shape of a Tesla truck. So it, it seems like conversations gone everywhere, and uh, the network effect is going to really help Tesla sell more of these vehicles. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, of course, I've been saying a lot that Tesla's design is pretty controversial, but um, it doesn't, it, it's not targeting really the traditional audience and uh, buyers of pickup trucks. So let's talk about this design. How do you think it looks? So Yeah, so... I mean, right off the bat, I think when I saw the design, um, I didn't expect it to look like that because whenever I see that Tesla's out on the road, they almost blend in pretty well. Um, they're typical models, and it, it's not like the Teslas leading up to the Cybertruck launch have looked very different from other cars. Well, like the performance factors and, um, you know, other benefits of the car are very, like, very different from regular cars. Um, I think the Cybertruck looks like something I've never seen before. Um, I was speaking with some of my friends about it, and <laughs> they were like, you know, I think this truck is going to kind of look like how all of the other cars in the future are going to look. Um, so, yeah, how do you think of the design? So right it, it, It's very unexpected, and honestly, it's, I, at first I liked it, and then I was like, eh, this isn't, it doesn't look so great, but... It's growing on me a little. I'm not sure if personally I'd buy it, but I know there's plenty of people, it seems like, on the internet that have already pre-ordered one going back and forth. But uh, when a few years ago when I heard that Tesla was making a uh, truck, and some other people did too, and um, I believe Simone Gertz actually bought a Tesla and nearly Im- immediately decided to cut it up and make it turn it into a pickup truck because <laughs> she didn't want to wait for... Uh, Tesla to make their version, mm-hmm. and wow. um, it's more along the lines of what people were expecting because she took a Model Three, cut off the back, stuck a bed on it, and put some roof, um, a, an extra roof rack on top. But um, yeah, and a bunch of other people put together renders, and everyone was expecting Tesla to just go with, oh, let's take a Model X and put a bed on it. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is completely out of the blue, and yeah, so it's, uh, a lot more, I guess, rugged and. Uh, aggressive compared to their other designs Mm -hmm. yeah looking at it there's a lot of you know sharp edges um the design as elon said himself on twitter (laughs) is very like planar um and this was due to their own um steel that they created right Mm -hmm. yeah they are using i believe a a 300 series stainless steel that they designed or um, elon's other company spacex has designed and it's a bit stronger and um, not use like not like the traditional stainless steels or aluminums that are used on cars, mm-hmm. and um, it might be a bit of a challenge for uh, body shops if anyone actually manages to damage yeah, <laughs> their true. Tesla truck. And even looking at the front of the car, it seems like it doesn't even look like there's headlights. You know, they they're pretty, mm-hmm. I guess, hidden within the design, um, along with you know, the windshield and the overall top of the car seems pretty flat mm-hmm. um, compared to other designs that Tesla's put out. 
Yeah, when, when I first saw it, it didn't seem as streamlined, and I thought the whole reason that most cars and even Tesla's um, semi-truck are have pretty curved surfaces is for the aerodynamics and reducing mm-hmm. the drag coefficients of, of the vehicles to increase fuel economy. But um, after doing some research, people have been trying to recreate the Tesla truck in CAD and run simulations, and it doesn't seem that bad, and honestly, in some of the preliminary testing people were doing, it seems to actually perform a bit better than the uh, traditional trucks, especially considering it doesn't have a a front grille for air to flow through. Mm, True. Yeah, overall, I think this design's pretty interesting to look at. Um, Again, (laughs) I don't know personally if I would um, want something that looks like that right now, but you know, things change and maybe in the future people will be looking at different companies producing similar looking cars. Yeah, it, it's nice for a change to see something other than a, a Prius design <laughs> or the usual trucks and um, cars on the road. And it's going to get a lot of buyers, but it's also going to lose a lot too. Yeah, I agree. So, Although overall, um, I'd say the design seems pretty strong against um, the typical dangers you'd see on the road, um, I think one thing that came to mind when watching the launch event um, was the consequence of not really having a crumple zone, or so it Mm -hmm. seemed. Um, So just for those of you who maybe haven't seen the event yet, um, when Elon Musk was demonstrating um, the rigid exterior of the Cybertruck, um, he had one of his, I guess, cohorts um, <laughs> use kind of a hammer of some sort and just whack the outside door. And there was basically no damage, not even a sign of an impact or a dent. Mm-hmm. Versus um, once they did it on a regular car door, um, it crumpled as we're used to seeing. And so I was like, oh, that's that's pretty cool, but that's also interesting because I've heard um, crumple zones for regular cars are kind of necessary to um, kind of absorb some of the impact and so it doesn't go on to everyone inside, right? So I was curious to see, I guess, your thoughts on this and um, why Tesla would do such a thing. Yeah, so Teslas can't crumple too much typically because they have these large battery packs in their bottom, and Tesla's gone to long... Uh, many efforts to prevent these batteries from crumpling, causing fires, mm-hmm. other issues. But anyone that has seen someone open the front trunk of a Tesla, see, it's pretty empty. Mm-hmm. But in this truck, the um, front seats are pretty close, actually, to the front of the car. And there's the little bit of space for those the extra motors that are needed. I'm not sure whether there's going to be a front trunk in this model, unlike uh, similar to the other ones that might make it a little leave a little bit of space for crumpling. Mm-hmm. But um, and this may actually be an issue that Tesla may need to redesign a bit for because, of course, they've done their preliminary design, put together prototypes, testing on the road already, as people are finding. Yep. But um, once they get to some of the more detailed tests for um, the NHST, uh, TSA, um, they're they really like maintaining their reputation for safe cars. Their Model S and Model X and Model 3 are basically some of the strongest, safest cars on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some other issues with the current design. They don't have any side view mirrors. Uh, the bumpers are probably pretty strong and are like, and the hood are probably going to harm pedestrians if someone 
accidentally drives through a crosswalk mm -hmm. or hits another vehicle. So are they going to have to change some of these things or convince the uh, regulatory agencies that they're going to need to change some of the rules? They, Tesla's already been trying to get side view mirrors off their vehicles for a long time. But looking even in the interior of this vehicle, there's not too much room to place... Um, there, there is the main screen, but they got to put the screen and uh, have enough space so uh, the side view camera cameras can work if they're going to be allowed to use those. Yeah. So I guess thinking about that, um, I would think that maybe it might be a combination of the two. You know, I think Tesla mm -hmm. might have to change parts of this design. Obviously, looking at the launch event again, um, things still went wrong and they're not finished with um, designing mm -hmm. the Cybertruck. And however, I do think that things like having no side view mirrors or um, the bumpers and the hood potentially being mm -hmm. harmful to people um, might have some, you know, we might see some issues with the NHTSA. Um, do you know exactly why Tesla's tried to like get their side view mirrors off? Because I feel like for typical drivers, like such as me, Driving mm -hmm. without side view mirrors would be really terrifying, honestly. Um, so Tesla is not the only company that's actually been trying to get rid of side view mirrors. They're very aerodynamically un inefficient and cause problems in vehicles and actually limit the design. I believe the uh, um, Ferrari's re recent supercar, the La Ferrari, mm -hmm. has these crazy side view mirrors that have to go so far out of the car because they've been trying to streamline the design that the body is much narrower than where the uh, mirrors need to sit so they can actually see behind the vehicle. Oh. Um, I believe a lot of cars nowadays, actually, when you're um, reversing or changing lanes, um, have a little camera on your right side mirror uh, um, that shows up in your infotainment system so you actually can see even better than the mirror what's mm -hmm. over there. So uh, depending on uh, how well... Uh, they redesign the car or place the screen so it's more traditional, maybe a, a heads-up display in the windshield so you can see actually what's there. That'll be a little tricky, but they're going to need to make sure that these cameras and displays are really reliable and accurate to convince the uh, regulatory agencies to let them do this. Yeah. And so what do you think about, I guess, the crumple zone and maybe yeah. the bumper um, situation. So, it, most SUVs nowadays, you see a lot of plastic on their bumpers, crumple zones, underbody, mm -hmm. and Tesla may need to do that with a bit of the car. To uh, it, it might not be as strong as the rest of the body of the car, which will likely be one of the strongest vehicles on the road. But uh, I, I have a feeling they're going to have to hide a bit of black, black plastic, and fortunately, the design allows for it because it's a most primarily uh, silver, silver design. I don't mm -hmm. know how many different color options they're going to have. I believe somebody wanted a matte black, op black option, which would even uh, work with that. <laughs> yeah, it would. Yeah, so I guess overall, um, it does seem like there are some issues with the Cybertruck as is. Um, but nevertheless, Tesla has already sold, I think, over 250K pre-orders. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that, that surprised most people, even the, uh, <laughs> especially investors considering uh Tesla's stock dropped, not too dramatically, mm -hmm. but uh, a bit once after the launch event and some of the uh, aftermath 
on Twitter. Yeah, that was it was pretty interesting to see. Um, I guess the number of sales just keep keep rising as Elon Musk kept tweeting along. So we'll see what Tesla does to maybe change the design or work work with these regulatory agencies in the future. Okay, so when we look at who is actually going to buy these trucks, um, what types of markets do you think this would be useful to? And do you think there are any significant competitors that we can foresee for 2021? So I don't think that the traditional buyers of uh, pickup trucks are going to be buying the cyber truck. Mm -hmm. Um, There's plenty of people that are in the need for a pickup truck, have wanted pickup trucks, and they've bought them. The, the Ford F-150 is an extremely popular popular vehicle, it's, and you can see them basically everywhere. But um, a lot of people have been holding off on buying pickup trucks because they're inefficient, bad for the environment. Mm-hmm. Some people didn't just really need them or found that they just were way too expensive to get the some of the requirements that they had. For example, towing capacity. A lot of people need a... Uh, truck with a lot of towing capacity to pull an RV or a trailer, but um, they haven't had the 50 to 100 or more thousand dollars to buy a uh, truck with that capacity, and the gas wasn't going to be cheap, Um, and some places don't have the best selections of gases to even run those vehicles. Mm -hmm. Um, Other people that might be interested in a Cybertruck... I guess so, so-called Tesla families who have been buying the Model S, the Model X, the Model E. <laughs> yeah. Maybe instead of uh, the, getting like the next version of the Model X, they'll be getting a pickup truck mm-hmm. just so they can. They, they didn't need the X necessarily for uh, holding more people, but holding more stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. And so I've heard. Uh, I guess rumors going around that um, some people are actually looking into the Cybertruck as a potentially good uh, police vehicle. So what are your thoughts on this? So it, it seems like a decent idea. They're still pretty expensive. They'll definitely be durable, which is what police departments are always looking for. Mm-hmm. And uh, considering they're electric vehicles, they're not burning much electricity while they're idling. Yeah. And worst case, they just plug in to keep the AC on. Um. <laughs> True. So I've heard actually um, the Norwegian justice, justice minister um, pre-ordered one um, because he does actually think it could be a good police vehicle. Um, and similarly, the Dubai police are already looking into buying some as well. So, yeah, I mean, I think it does actually make sense. Initially, I didn't think of, you know, police <laughs> as a potential market for the Cybertruck. But um, looking at the mm-hmm. specs and looking at um, kind of how strongly it's built it could be one. However, I think it would be a little bit hard to be, you know, undercover as a police yeah, with that sort maybe. of model. <laughs> <laughs> It'll definitely stand out on the road, but yeah. uh, that might be the point. You, mm-hmm. If you they wrap it with their department's uh, logos and <laughs> colors, uh, it'll definitely catch people's attention and deter people from uh, committing crimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's not the... Uh, this isn't the first time that uh, police departments have looked into buying Teslas. I believe 
California, there's a few different departments that have used them. Hmm, There's a few that have actually gotten um, Tesla specifically because they have such high acceleration and uh, use them as chase vehicles. They don't necessarily have the most endurance, but this uh, truck may actually change that. And four to 500 miles to a charge is uh, pretty impressive and basically the same as a, a full tank of gas for some cars. Yeah, for sure. So recently, uh, Ford has released their Mustang Mach-E, which is finally a, um, an electric vehicle that looks pretty decent, has good specs, isn't absurdly expensive coming from a manufacturer that isn't Tesla. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it's not a truck like the uh, Cybertruck, but it's probably the start towards uh, Ford's building of a uh, all-electric F-150, which I believe they have mentioned that they are interested in building because it seems like there's a market for it, especially considering <laughs> Tesla just sold about 250,000 pre-orders. Yeah. So uh, what do you think the uh, market's going to look like in the future? Or do you think it's going to be the same manufacturers such as Ford, Tesla, GM, Toyota? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's going to be some of the new startups coming up? And uh, do you think that the vehicles are going to be looking more like the Cybertruck and Teslas, or do you think they're going to stick with the traditional appearance of uh, trucks, cars, SUVs? Yeah, so um, I think when I look at the future of this market, um, I would expect the same manufacturers that we've been seeing um, kind of interested in the market to keep going with their research and development process Mm -hmm. because they have been successful with similar trucks in the past. Um, So there's no reason to think that they, that Ford or, you know, GM would be unable Mm -hmm. to uh, maybe rebrand and go into a different direction. Um, But I do think, I guess, similarly to Tesla's story, like they weren't really um, a household name, you know, mm-hmm. 10 years ago or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've really gone up in the market and people initially didn't even see them in the truck space. And then they came out with the cyber truck. So I do think that there is potential for, mm-hmm. um, new manufacturers and startups that we've been hearing, um, like in the media, um, to maybe potentially come out with similar looking, mm-hmm. uh, vehicles. Yeah. Because the, big manufacturers that are getting even bigger as they consolidate, for example, uh, Fiat Chrysler. Mm-hmm. And uh, the we haven't seen so much progress outside of some of the high-end vehicles and Tesla. So it, it seems like there's still a bit of room for these startups, despite not much news about them. Their, their names are unknown, mm-hmm. and um, everyone calls them a Tesla killer, but yeah. we don't necessarily see them after a few years. But mm-hmm. it, it seems like there's a bit of room. I've, I, I haven't personally heard of the Rivian or the Bollinger or G, even GM's electric truck or the Lordstown, which is a company that GM just sold a plant to. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to see them in the future. I think that competition is great in this market. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little tricky considering uh, Tesla has been a dominant supplier of uh, lithium-ion cells, and it seems like Ford's struggling to uh, produce as many Mustang uh, Mach-E's as they want to because of this limited supply. But um, it, it would be very interesting to see what it, what the new cars look like. All the prototypes yeah. uh, seem to have unique designs, not as... Uh, 
mm-hmm. I guess, controversial as Tesla's. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think we're heading into a different, I guess, era of mm-hmm. designs with trucks and cars in general. Um, and I think Tesla seems to be obviously first to market with this. Um, they're kind of paving the way for other companies to follow in their footsteps. But um, it doesn't look like there's not room for improvement with the Cybertruck. And I think mm-hmm. there's definitely room for other companies and manufacturers to, you know, step in and grab grab a share of the market. So I guess c- considering uh, how often people talk about, oh, Tesla is going to go under, their <laughs> stock's going to collapse, mm-hmm. they have too many debts, um, th- there's plenty of short sellers still that are looking for Tesla to fail. Um Despite all this, it seems like Tesla still is the dominant seller of electric-only vehicles. Do you think that they're going to remain like that for the next few years and even longer term, just the dominant player? It seems like no one company has dominated the U.S. market overall, mm-hmm. but for at least gas vehicles. But at the moment, Tesla's uh, still growing. Yeah, I mean, I think... Right now, it seems for at least a short-term future, um, Tesla does look to be the the dominant seller of these types of vehicles, um, electric only. Um, I think, you know, as they grow and it becomes more of a, like an accepted fact that Mm -hmm. this is possible and more people are looking towards environmentally friendly um, ways to get around, um, I think other companies are going to be, again, heading in that direction. Um, So hopefully there will be a little bit more competition in the future. Personally, it'll be a little tricky for these companies to take the market back, potentially. Mm-hmm. But um, it, I guess some of the starting points for them would be growing their electric charging networks as Tesla has their massive supercharger network. Sure. Maybe embrace Tesla, work with them, mm-hmm. get access to their chargers. Uh, maybe some of these companies should be partnering with each other, each other to compete against Tesla. Yeah. Um, do you think, have any other ideas? How they um, pull this off? Yeah, I think I think honestly those are pretty good ideas. Um, you know, in the future I would probably see charging stations. You know, instead of gas mm-hmm. stations, maybe um, that could be some sort of universal um, charging mm-hmm. method um, for different, I guess, manufacturers' cars. Yeah. Um, and in one way, they could try to dominate the market in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, currently I, I can't see one single. Yeah. competitor of Tesla is overtaking them right now. Yeah. In one of my classes um, that also you're in, mm-hmm. we just did a business simulation involving supercapacitors um, as a emerging product that is growing. And every few years, you actually hear about supercaps being a viable like short-term energy source. Do you think that there's any way they can be used using these electric vehicles to uh, either help their instantaneous power or supplement the batteries to at least increase the charging speed? Yeah, um, I think definitely as a supplement, I could see um, supercaps as being useful for these types of vehicles. Um, I think definitely Tesla and other companies that are interested in using them would have to um, put some time and investment into Mm -hmm. R&D for that. Um, But that is a possibility. Thanks for listening to this episode of BJT. We hope you enjoyed it. Please follow us on Spotify to be notified of our next episode. The first thing we'll be discussing is our Black Friday and Cyber Monday purchases. Um, We're recording this during our snow day, so stay warm if you're also in the Northeast.